Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and the creator of Natural Hair Education, a platform that's designed and dedicated to teaching beauty school students, professional stylists, and natural hair enthusiasts, texture hairstyling, and natural hair education. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. This episode is brought to you by Natural Hair Education's Texture on Texture Styling Course. This styling course is a virtual educational experience. Learn how to properly detangle hair, learn how to do coils, flat twists, two-strand twists, and an updo style all on naturally textured hair. In this program, you will receive Ada, which is Natural Hair Education's first texture hair mannequin. And listen, y'all, she is the real deal, okay? So once you get your hands on her, you'll be able to learn the different types of skills and techniques, as well as improve your current skills, increase your service time, along with your confidence, and overall increase your income. Welcome back to another episode of Natural Hair Education's podcast. I know it's been a minute, you guys, but on today's episode, I have a a very special guest by the name of Maxine Pittman. Let me tell you about who she is and what she does. Maxine Pittman is the founder and CEO of Tress Obsessed Beauty Vending. Born and raised in Los Angeles, Maxine is used to the hustle and bustle of hard work, grid, determination, and success. She has amassed over 11 years of customer service, marketing, public relations, and sales experience throughout many different industries. Tress Obsessed began as an online beauty supply store. Maxine had plans to expand to a 24-hour storefront at the end of 2021. After the pandemic shift the economy, Maxine decided to pivot her company to become recession-proof. She took a risk, successfully switching gears, and was able to adapt to the current trends of the economy. Maxine transformed her beauty business into an innovative beauty vending machine company. Through Maxine's passion for travel and beauty, she's experienced firsthand how women of color are overlooked and underrepresented in the beauty and travel industries. Maxine provided a space for all women to receive travel size hair products during their stays at hotels, resorts, at the gym, college dorms, and so much more. The establishment of Tress Obsessed Beauty Vending has changed the world of beauty and traveling forever. Listen, you guys, I love this idea and I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Maxine. She's such a vibrant, beautiful person on the inside and out. You guys enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, Maxine. How are you? Hi. Well, thank you for welcoming me to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to learn more about you and your business venture and how you got started into coming up with this amazing creative idea. But before we get into those questions, can you let us know who you are and what you do? 
Yes. Um, so my name is Maxine Pittman. I am the CEO and founder of Tress Obsessed. Um, we are a beauty company that, um, well, we do the beauty vending machines that you see behind me. Um, and then we also offer all of the products that we offer in our vending machines. We offer them on our website as well. Um, we also do e-education for women who are in, trying to break into the beauty vending industry. Um, we offer e-courses and I also offer um, phone and video consultations as well on from the e-education uh, standing point. Oh, that's so cool. So you're actually going to make this like, so it's more normal to see for us like, to see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would like for, I mean, my goal is to have, you know, 50 or more vending machines um, and be able to offer women of color, you know, more specifically, especially black women, but even, you know, Latin, Afro Latinas, Latinas, you know, women with anything between 2C to 4C curly hair um, and be able to offer our products for us everywhere that we go, um, you know, places that we're not, that we normally are not used to seeing them. I would love to have, you know, vent our vending machines in stadium, you know, football stadiums. If you're at like a Laker game and, you know, you're in the women's restroom and have a vending machine right there that can offer you items. Um, and then also, you know, places like HBCU campuses, obviously airports, places that women of color um, are frequenting that we were not frequenting um, those types of spaces 20 to 30, maybe 40 years ago. So definitely Absolutely. be able to take our beauty products everywhere we go. Oh, that's good. That's so good. So, okay. So I have a bunch of questions. The first one I want to start with is you were born and raised in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, can you tell us about that? Cause you know, I'm over here in Michigan and, I, and as I just mentioned, it's snowing right now. We're, <laughs> we're in April, but can yes. you just tell, just kind of expound upon your experience growing up in Los Angeles and how that has had an impact um, with, with, yeah. with your career today? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in corporate America for over 15 years. I just got tired of working for to making uh, working to make other people rich. Um, and I realized, you know, um, I'm all about, you know, both of my parents are, you know, very much, you know, pro-Black and very much about, you know, having something for ourselves. Um, you know, I have two, I have an uncle and a cousin who run three, four, maybe five businesses on their own. So I always, and I'm very close with them. So I always, you know, my uncle gave me my first job when I was 14, 13 years old, being his secretary, helping him run his businesses. Um, my grandfather, you, you know, used to um, sell food out, out of his food truck. So, you know, I've always had entrepreneurial figures around me within reaching distance in my family. Um, but I always was very corporate. You know, I was always very like suit and tie. And then I got tired of following everybody else's rules. And I said, I'm gonna follow my own rules. So, um, you know, and the pandemic, you know, I hate to say it, even though there were a lot of people who lost loved ones in the pandemic. Um, and it was a very serious time for the country and the world. Um, the pandemic helped me shift my business because we started out being an online beauty supply. And I actually had plans to open the first 24 hour beauty supply in Los Angeles. Like, you know, I don't know how it is in Michigan, but I know cities like LA, Las Vegas, Miami, people are up and working all day. You know, like people are up at two o'clock in the morning, you know, doing Uber, they're bartenders at clubs and, you know, and lounges and stuff like that. So people need spaces that are open 24 hours here. And I said, well, what if I open the first 24 hour beauty supply? I don't know. I, I want to say in Los Angeles, but I also want to say in the country, I don't think I know any 24 hour beauty supplies that are open in the country. Um, and then when the pandemic shit, you know, shifted everything and we all went inside, I realized like, this is not a game. Like opening a business is very serious. Like it was very fun for me at that point. It was all about beauty products and, you know, I'm going to open my own beauty supply and blah, blah, blah. And then um, once I started seeing 
friends that I knew who had their own businesses and they were losing their businesses in the pandemic because they couldn't afford to pay, you know, a lease on their business when they didn't have any customers because of the, you know, global shutdown and they couldn't afford their mortgages and their rent too. Um, I realized, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to be all in and I need to shift my mindset in terms of, and I need to be able to adapt very quickly to the recession, to the pandemic, to how Americans are shopping because, you know, everybody was out outside and it was a good time until everything shut down and then everybody saw it was not a game. So at that point I realized I said okay people are going to be ordering everything at home. They're they're teaching their kids from home now, they're ordering their groceries at home, they're going to the gym at home, they're doing all of these things from home. So I need to be able to shift and pivot my business and that's when I realized I had always been um, into like vending machines and just the vending machine culture, but I never knew what I wanted to do with it. And that's kind of how I shifted to say, you know, I don't want to open just one location where, you know, only the people in LA can go, or when you're visiting LA, you can go mm-hmm. to that location. I want to be able to have vending machines that can be in several different places at one time. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how that happened. Um, you know, growing up in LA, you see a lot of crazy people and the culture is, it's crazy here. You meet people from all over the world doing so many different things, you know? Um, and, you know, I think it also, even as a kid, it sparks your interest because, you know, I, I know people who, and I hate to say this, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I know people who grow up in very small towns and they have a very small, you know, closed, closed mindset. And I think when you grow up in a place as crazy as LA, it's a boiling pot, you see so many different people um, doing so many different things that it makes you realize like, hey, like I can do anything that I want to do. Like nobody is going to stop me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm lucky that I grew up in, you know, such a boiling pot that is Los Angeles. You know, I feel like I probably would have been the same if I grew up in like Miami or New York or something. But um, I'm just thankful in that sense because you get to see people living out their dreams every single day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think that's how the city of LA actually helped, you know, helped my grooming and helped me grow as a kid, you know, and realize that, Hey, like I don't have to do the regular office job that everybody else does. Absolutely. Oh, you said so much. I want to unpack so much. (laughs) No, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm trying to think where I'm going to start though. So, um, let's take it back to, um, where your family, you have a lot of families that that are entrepreneurs. Um, Mm -hmm. do you think that really did like, did it for you? Like having the courage to just really step out there and say, okay, I'm going to create a business on my own. And this business is going to be in the beauty industry. I'm going to make a 24 hour beauty store. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like your family and and, like having them Mm -hmm. just as support, I guess, just by watching them, think that really gave you courage to step out and do it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like entrepreneur, entrepreneur, running your own business is funny that way because I feel like you could, you know, we see it with people all the time with cancel culture and all that. And I feel like there's a lot of things that you can get away with running your own business that you cannot get away with in corporate America. And as you can probably already tell, I don't like following rules. So. <laughs> Um, me and corporate America do not last long. Um, and I'm gonna do things the way that I want to do them. And I mean, I don't mean that in a sense of like, you know, being reckless or anything like that. And because, because don't get it twisted when you're running a business, you still have to follow certain rules and you still have to hold yourself to a certain um, extent, you know, to a certain level of class and, and hold yourself with a certain level of integrity and honesty and dignity, because at the end of the day, you are your brand. Um, so you can't be out here acting crazy on the internet because that will bite 
bite you in the butt later. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I watched my uncle, I watched my cousin build their businesses, you know, and, and I mean, I, I can, I can luckily say that I have millionaires within, you know, reaching distance with, That's you know, awesome. my family that I can look at and be like, you know, and they call me all the time, like, oh yeah, let's go, let's go on the speedboat on the lake. And I'm like, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm working like, uh-huh. and I hated having to say that I wanted to have my time and my freedom back. And I mean, right now I'm still juggling a corporate career on the side and, and, you know, waiting for the time when I can leave my corporate career, but I know that that's coming. coming. But if I stay consistent, I will get to the point with my business where I can say, okay, I'm making $20,000, $30,000 a month with website orders and with the orders from my vending machine and with, you know, vending, you know, my ebook sales and my phone consultations that I don't even need to work for anybody else. And I can just work for myself and that time will come. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I think the people in my family and I think just my parents too, you know, that my parents have always been supportive of everything that I've done. You know, when I started my business, you know, they wrote me a check, you know, it wasn't, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not a Zuckerberg or a, <laughs> you know, a Bessos where, you know, my parents gave me $50,000 or anything like that, but my parents did, you know, say, Hey, we want to give you this money and write you this check because we do believe in your idea. We do see that it's building traction, that you do have something that to, you know, a a problem to solve in your community. And I think that was just even more ammunition for me to be like, okay, I could do this. Like I can take this to the next level, you know, and I can, um, I can change the way that, that not only black girls, but change the way that curly girls and that, you know, uh, women of color see the spaces that they're in and see how their beauty can contribute to that. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? yes. Yes. And so, and, and so to piggyback off that, um, you choose the beauty industry. What, what led you to do something within the beauty industry? Cause I mean, you're a beautiful girl. I'm sure you could have did fashion. You could have did makeup. You could have did any of those things, but you choose the hair industry and, hair products for curly hair, texture mm-hmm. hair. What was yeah. your inspiration for that? Yeah. So, um, the fashion industry, eh, uh, <laughs> and I mean, you know, this isn't against the fashion industry. I feel like the majority of people running the fashion industry are gay men, gay white men. So, um, I don't really, you know, that really did. I felt like I had more of a voice and I feel like I was more credible talking about my hair type hair that already grows on my head. Um, and I feel like with fashion, black women and women of color are the culture, meaning that we could wear, we could wear a cardboard box on our head. And if we make it look cute the next day, everybody going to be on Instagram wearing uh-huh. a cardboard box. So I don't feel like I really would have much to contribute. I don't really have a passion um, for fashion like that. I feel like it's something that has already claimed its space, but I feel like with beauty, you can tell everything is always changing with beauty, especially in terms of how black women do our hair. You know, like we've seen it with the wigs, like our wigs today are not our grandmother's wigs. They are not not the same wigs our grandmothers were wearing in church back in the 1950s or the 1960s or 70s, you know, Um, and even just the way we do braids and just different hairstyles. I feel like, I feel like I wanted to, and even in my corporate career, I I always am trying to solve a problem. Um, And I felt like, okay, when I, and I travel, you know, everybody that knows me in my personal life knows I love to travel. You know, I've traveled to several different places all over the world. And I feel like that was how I got to, okay, I'm not going to do a beauty supply anymore because 
I don't know how it is, is in Michigan, but here in LA, I could throw a penny and hit a black owned, female owned beauty supply. They're everywhere now. Um, yeah, we have them. I probably know like at least a handful of women that I know oh, that wow. beauty supply in LA. And I didn't want to be doing this. And I mean, this is not a knock to any other women because if they're successful, they're doing their thing. I will always support their businesses and shop in their beauty supplies. But we already have enough beauty supplies that are owned by black women in LA. <laughs> I didn't want to be doing the same thing everybody else was doing. So I was like, well, I can make my money go farther. You know, I could take 60,000, $70,000, $80,000. And instead of using that towards one store, I can buy six or seven or eight vending machines and then have them in several different locations in several states and be able to service different types of women in different, you know, de demographics and locations and still keep true to what I'm trying to do. And I felt like also, if you go to the airport, there's no beauty supplies in the airport, no. but, but there can be now, um, you know, so and let me just say, when I saw your vending machine, that's the first thing I thought about the airport, mm -hmm. because you already know, um, mm -hmm. first of all, if you're traveling and you have loose curly texture hair, or maybe even short hair, I have lots. And yes, mm -hmm. I do need my products. Okay. I need to continuously moisturize my hair and mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, we can't take those through mm -hmm. TSA. You can't. Right. You can't right. take that through the airport and think you're going to be cool. No, you have to throw that out, sis. <laughs> and so when I, when I saw your vending machine, I said, this needs to be in every single airport. Okay. Like there needs to be the shop for the black girl or the texture girl that mm -hmm. needs these products. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a brilliant, a brilliant idea. And so yeah. even the products that you have in there, um, are they all dedicated to just hair or do you have skin products? Like, how do we you have, so I try because my the name of my business is Tress Obsessed. Tress means obviously, as you probably know, mm -hmm. Tress Tresses means hair. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep the theme and we excuse me, the majority of the products that we carry, I'd probably say three fourths of the products that we carry are hair products, you know, leave-in conditioners, hair serums, shampoo, conditioner, you know, lock, lock spray, all, you know, all the type of stuff that goes on our hair. We do have some convenience products. I would probably say maybe five to six out of like the 60 products we have in our machines are convenience. Meaning when I say convenience, I mean like compact mirrors, Q-tips, you know, baby wipes, stuff like that, just for convenience. Because I know moms are traveling too and they kind of need that stuff. Sometimes you're just looking for something to clean up a spill or something like that. So we do offer some small um, selection of those products. And then we have maybe two or three products for men, like maybe the Dove Men's two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, stuff like that. Because, you know, I know men look at some of our stuff mm -hmm. too. They might not shop from a big pink machine. They might be a little intimidated mm -hmm. by it, but They'll do uh, it. <laughs> but but they'll tell their girlfriend, babe, we'll get that out of the machine for me. Yes. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So to answer your question, the majority of the products are for our hair. Um, and then in terms of airports, we do plan on starting airports next year. So that will be very, very exciting. Yes. Um, right now, most of our locations are like military bases, um, outlet shop, you know, shopping malls, things of that sort. Um, but we will be getting into the travel sector very, very soon. I love so, it. I do. I love it. I think it's a great idea. And so the vending machine though, like who would have ever thought about putting hair products in the vending machine? And I know you say you always was interested in like having a vending machine company. Um, yes. Were you ever uh, toiling around with the idea like in back in the day about having hair products in a vending machine or was it just like traditional snacks and, you know, like candy and things yeah. like that? 
I never, I never was into like, I, and it's crazy because anytime I tell people, I, I hate saying vending machine because I feel like whenever people think about vending machines have the reputation of like, oh, like when you're at your mom's, you know, if you, when you're at the mechanic with your mom and she gives you a quarter and you go get a bag <laughs> of chips, something like that. That's what vending machines have as a reputation. Vending machines have been around since the 1920s. Um, so that I hate that they have that reputation because, and I tell people all the time, vending machines have a new face, baby. Like this is, this is the new face of vending. Um, because for a long time it was, it was a, it's, you know, it was, you know, mostly men and it was chips and sodas and snacks. And that's just what it was. Um, with me, I always, I didn't, I didn't know that I wanted a, a vending machine business per se, but I know when I would travel to other places, like if you go to like Dubai, like Japan, they have all these crazy things in vending machines. They have like live seafood and gold bars and cupcakes and caviar and bottles of champagne. And those are things that they sell in vending machines. And I don't ever see that in, 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 mm -hmm. at least not in the U S or in California. I don't ever see that unless you're at like a nice fancy party or something. They're doing it, you know, as for the guests. <laughs> right. But other than that, that's what I, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to do, I knew that vending machines were going to be the way that I pivoted my business um, because I didn't want to have one store and then the next pandemic come and I lose that store. I wanted to be able to shift my business and flex with the economy and flex with how people are shopping. You know, I feel like people aren't really, you know, I feel, and I hate to say this, I feel like the main people who are going to shopping malls and stuff are like, you know, generation X, like people over 40, 45, you know, baby boomers, maybe our people, are our parents age. And then maybe like people that are our grandparents age still go to shopping malls. But I mean, you know, Gen Zers, you know, millennials, the alpha generation, all of us are online. online. So, you know, and that's another reason why I offer all of the products on our website, because I can't have a, I don't have the bandwidth to have vending machines and 30 states right now maybe in five years we will you know god willing with god's grace um but right now i want to still you know i want a girl like you who lives in michigan to be on our website and say hey you know I, i'm going on a summer trip with my girlfriends in june or for fourth of july hey let me go get my travel size hair products or my travel size skin products products that are catered towards your skin type and your hair type because when you get to that hotel that hotel, all the stuff that they offer you for free, we cannot use that on our hair or our skin, honey. You cannot. So, yes. so, <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's why we're here. So I love the products that you have. Can you just walk us through, walk us through some of the products that you offer in your vending? Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, products from um, large brands that you already know, you know, Cantu, Shea Moisture. I'm trying to see some of the ones we have in the um, photo, you know, Talia Wajid, um, ORS Curls. Um, honey pot, we have honey pot stuff in there as well. Yeah, some brands, some black owned brands. Um, we also have some local black owned brands too. We have another brand um, that we just started a distrib um, uh, a distribution uh, partnership with um, IGL Nails. They do, um, she's a black chick out of Inglewood. Um, so she's right here in <clears throat> my hometown and she does some of the cutest press on nails I've ever seen. Um, so we're going to start offering them starting next month. We also offer on the edge, um, baby hair edge brushes. She's out of Compton. 
California. Aww. So yeah, so we have a lot of small local brands um, that are, I love to do small local LA based brands so that, you know, people can see that, you exposure. know, yeah, exposure yeah. for smaller brands that are just like me who are trying to get their leg up too. Um, and then obviously also the bigger brands that you enjoy using as well, you know, Queen Helene, um, Vaseline, we have the Vaseline lip therapy products. Um, we have, you know, um, black, we have another black owned brand. That's kind of a bigger brand now, black girl sunscreen. We carry them too. So we have several products on our machines. Um, and you know, just a lot, like I had a girl message me the other day and I was like, Oh my God, I went to the vending machine and I didn't have any money, but every single product in there is a product that I use. And we love, you know, girls tag us in, in their videos all the time. Like we have girls in Atlanta that tag us at our Atlanta location. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm a hairstylist. And I just needed a few little things because I was running to an appointment to do somebody's hair. And, you know, so we love hearing stories like that when people tag us and um, on Instagram and Twitter and all of that. So. Yes. I think this is a grand idea and I'm so glad you did it because you have the perfect just the perfect image and everything for this idea now um you did mention earlier that you do e-courses mm-hmm. um you do consultations can you kind of tell us about um what you offer in your e-course and you know if there's anyone interested how they can get a um contact you for your program yeah, so I don't do e-courses. I have an e-book. Um, I'm way okay. too busy right now to do e-courses. <laughs> okay. But um, I do do an e-book. We sell our e-book. Um, you can find it on our website. Um, it's uh, $49.99. And it's just a basic e-book for people who are still trying to figure out, you know, what they want to sell. Because you don't have to do the same thing as me. You know, if you want to do lashes or hair bundles, I know girls who reach out to me all the time that are like, hey, I'm a hairstylist and I like selling hair bundles. Cool, have at it. Sell hair bundles. Mm you know, women who like, who have their own nail polish line. And they're like, I just want to sell my nail polish in the machine. Cool. Have a nail polish vending machine. Cool. Um, it just basically gives a basic blueprint on how to get started, what type of paperwork to get, you know, how to get um, into locations, things like that. Um, and then I always tell people, if you purchase the ebook and you feel like you need more information, then that's when you would schedule a phone consultation. And our phone consultations are 250 for 30 minutes or 350 for an hour. Um, and they would just get on a call with me. I answer any questions that they have um, and kind of help them guide them in the correct direction um, in terms of starting their own vending business. This is good. This is really, really, really good. And then can you you tell us where the vending machines are like where are you currently yes so we currently have two locations in LA we have Delamo Fashion Mall in Torrance um, and then we have um, one on a military base so this is only the military base is not open to the public um, so this will be a 24-hour military base for like the female soldiers um, at the um, Los Angeles Air Force Base in El Segundo um, mm-hmm. and then we also have um, what other one do we have? Oh, and then we have Phoenix, the one that I told you about, Phoenix Tanger Outlets. That's in the Westgate Entertainment District. So it's like a big stadium and there's hotels and restaurants and nightclubs. And then they have the outlets, um, the outlet mall across the street. And that's where our vending machine is located. So that's the Westgate, um, I'm sorry, the Tanger Outlets at Westgate in Phoenix, Glendale, Arizona. Um, then we just got another location um, at the Underground in Atlanta. So we have the Atlanta location as well. Um, and then our next location that will be coming up next is Houston. So, so that will be coming up for the next few months. Um, so yeah, that is so good. That is just, I'm over here so excited because I think it's just an amazing idea. And not only do, is it just a machine? I mean, it's for the culture, you know, it's, it is, and it's really, uh, encouraging us to 
be proud of who we are. Like here we are, big bow. I'm a lot. I'm right here. You come purchase this hair product from this machine mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it says a lot. It's, I think it's more than just selling products. I think it's, it's something that that's going to empower even our young girls, you know, mm-hmm. when they walk past this machine, Oh, mommy, look, this can, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I just see it could be me one day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's, wow. it's so amazing. So I'm so proud of you. I don't know you, but when I saw this, I'm like, no, we got to yeah. have a conversation because this is Honey. just so amazing. Well, I hope you tell your friends, your family about it. You know, it, I know we don't have any machines in Detroit, but, or um, I'm sorry, Mich- you said you're in Michigan? Or Michigan, Detroit? yep. Detroit, Michigan, okay. Flint. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know we don't have any in Michigan, you know, but Michigan is on our list too. Um, you guys just got to bear with us. It's, it's crazy though, because I tell people all the time, I'm like, you guys know you can shop online and women are like, no, I want to buy it from the pink machine. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I created a shopping experience that is so good that women are like, oh, I don't want to shop on the website. Like I want to shop at the pink machines. And I'm like, well, y'all, I can't be everywhere at one time. So <laughs> yes. y'all don't have to place an order on the website. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, I mean, thank you. That means uh, so much to me when I hear women that don't even know me and they don't know me from Adam and they're just like, we're so proud of you. And I'm like, thank you, y'all. Yes. Um, and then, I mean, I love seeing you know, women's faces, um, not only black women, but, you know, uh, other women of color too, just light their faces light up. And I mean, to be honest with you, even white women will be like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea. This is a great machine. And they'll buy stuff from it too. Mm -hmm. So I just love seeing women know that they're being heard and being felt in spaces that they maybe felt like they were quiet in before. Um, and we all know every woman don't, it doesn't matter what your color, what your shade, what your race, what your creed is. Every woman has felt the experience when you're walking into a business meeting or a presentation or a job interview, or even just, you know, a meeting, a PTA meeting for your kids and you don't look your best and you don't feel your best. And we don't want, you know, our goal is to make you, you know, want to feel your best in every space because we're giving you the access to the products that you would have otherwise got thrown away at TSA or yeah. <laughs> for real, it would have been thrown away for real. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. yeah, I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. And, and another thing too, even today, there's more people with curly textured hair than there are straight hair. And so, yeah. you know, regardless of race, color, whatever, um, this product, this machine is going to be needed, like in, in oh. many places. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I want to, I mean, I I've gotten emails from women in Australia, women in South Africa, women in London, women in Barcelona that are like, Oh my God, we need this here now. And I'm like, give me 10 years. So wow, that is amazing. I I never even thought about that, but you are right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so Amazing. So before I let you go, two things. Can you tell us um, where they can find you, your Instagram, website, all your social media handles? And then before you go, just share some type of, I feel like you're so encouraging. Like you, you're like this powerhouse. So give us some words or. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes, no problem. Share us or just give us something that we can walk away with and keep within our hearts. Yes, definitely. Um, so they can, so our website is www.mytressobsessed.com. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at Trust Beauty. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Trust Obsessed LA and on Facebook at Trust Obsessed LA. Um, and then I guess my words of encouragement would be like, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you guys, 
we have to create something for ourselves. You can't depend on, you know, recessions, pandemics, unemployment, all of that kind of stuff um, has shown that you can have a job one day and not have a job the next day. So find something that you love to do and figure out a way to make money doing it. Um, we are in, we are lucky enough, you know, this isn't back in the 1950s, you know, where there was no internet, no social media. We are lucky enough to be be able to connect to millions of people with one click, with one like, with one share, with going viral one time. Um, people that don't even know you, you know, being inspired by something that you do. And, you know, just like my father has said to me before, he said, he gave me a card one day that said, you are a black history fact in the making. And I was like, yo, that, that like, I'm, I might be in a history book one day. Like that's enough motivation for me to be like, okay, nothing is going to stop me, whether it be, you know, this pandemic or whether it be a recession or, you know, whether it be me losing a job, I'll get another job. And then at the end of the day, my brand and, and me is my business. And at the end of the day, I have younger women who are 12, 11, nine years old looking at me and they want to be the next me one day. So that's more than enough motivation for me to continue to keep going. You know, we come from ancestors who had the crappiest conditions and they still made it to to, to us being to us existing today. And I think that's more than enough motivation to say, okay, you know, these little things, these first world problems are not going to stop me. You're going to have to kill me to stop me. Come on. So, so yeah, so that is my motivation, you know, make sure that whatever you do, you put hundred percent into it, you know, make sure that you get all the noise out the way and make sure that you're able to show up 200% to do it. Um, and that's how you'll always be the best for your customers, the best for your business and the best for yourself at the end of the day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Wait, I had one more question. <laughs> I don't want to let you go. Um, now you just said something that's, that's just really profound. Um, did you do any self-work? through this process like oh yeah honey yes okay. okay and like I know I said that was it but just this last thing I mean I feel like that is so important having a coach or having someone that can help guide you and lead you through how you think that has impacted you in your decision making with 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 your business oh my gosh so I had two mentors when I started this um you know and both of them are women who have been very successful in the beauty industry um that kind of you know that who who are my guiding light who I go to to say you know when when I can't go to my therapist and yes I do encourage therapy in the black community <laughs> especially um you know um when I couldn't go to my therapist or go to my you know to my fiance I would just say you know let me go talk to my mentors and see what they think about if this is a good idea from a business perspective because you can't go you know a lot of us have boyfriends or husbands or fiancés etc cetera, etc cetera, um and we feel like we want to go to them for everything I hate to say it, but a man is not going to really know about business decisions in terms of the beauty industry um, and what is good for your beauty business. So I'm like, okay, my mentors will know what I should do, what's a good idea and what's not. And then they gave me different, different perspectives that I wasn't even thinking about. Like, dang, mm. she's right. Like maybe I should try this, or maybe I could look at this in a different aspect or a different light or a different perspective. Um, so yeah, just mentors. And then in terms of self-work, you know, I had to let all the stupid stuff go. You know, I had to let go of in order for my business to be come in full force 200% and for me to show up for myself, for my employees, for my customers, you know, every single day for people who are even people who aren't customers and they're going to be customers in the future, but they're still following and watching and supporting. Yes. 
you know, I had to say, okay, I can't be partying every weekend. I can't be drinking with my girlfriends every weekend. You know, I can't be, if you're somebody who like, I hate to say it, if you're somebody who likes to smoke weed all the time or likes to drink all the time or likes to party all the time, you got to let all that go. If you're going to be a business person, because this business, if you think having a corporate job takes a lot out of you, this business takes everything out of you every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to bring it a hundred percent, 200% every single day to show up. Um, and I mean, just honestly, just, you know, doing, um, you know, just doing the, the normal work, you know, reflection, constantly writing down my goals, knowing where I wanted to be with yeah. myself and with my business. So, yeah. So well, yeah. thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you, Maxine, for being here with me and having this conversation about your business venture. And I'm just wishing you the complete 100% best success. I know you're going to have it. You have success written all over you already. So I'm excited for you. And I'm going to try to make my best to get to that machine when I go to Phoenix this weekend. Yeah. Um, get some, fit, some, some pictures and everything. So, but thank you so much for being a part of the Natural Hair Education Podcast. I hope we stay in touch and I yes. wish you all the best. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And follow us um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us and keep in touch and let friends and family know for sure. Will do. And there you have it. I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Maxine. If you are interested in having your own beauty vending machine, make sure you guys reach out to her. She does offer coaching and she offers the whole shebang on how you can get started with your vending beauty business. All right, until next time, let's continue to educate, empower, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.